Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I feel like God was just highlighting things in worship, so I, I pray that He was doing that for you, that uh, you were receiving what He was trying to get through to you. Man, that, that line of that one song really just was highlighted for me. Jesus, you make all things new. Uh, man, we, we sure needed that word this morning, I think. I, sure, I think we need that right now in this season, that Jesus is making all things new, that Jesus is at work. Uh, that he is doing good things, and we get to be a part of it, we get to experience it, we get to participate in it. Isn't that awesome? That he invites us to be joint heirs with him, and he invites us to be his hands and feet in the world right now. What a great time to be alive. <laughs> what a great time to be alive. It's, it's, it's a, I'm, I'm preaching to myself right now, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I get it, okay? Because I, sometimes I need what I'm saying. What a great time to be alive. What a great time to be where I'm at right now. There's no accidents. There's no mistakes. God was not, not confused about what's going on. God was not surprised about how our world has changed. Uh, it wasn't like he woke up and looked at the news and said, oh my gosh. <laughs> Didn't know that was going to happen. Didn't see that one coming. I mean, that's what I was. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Apparently, everybody didn't see that one coming. <laughs> that's why, uh, anybody, nobody was prepared, uh, including government officials, uh, etc. Um, but God was prepared. In fact, he was not only prepared, he was preparing. He, he was preparing things. He was putting things in our heart and life that would make us ready to walk through this season in life. And so, you know, one of the things that I feel that uh, has happened in this season is that because there's so much uncertainty about the future, that it kind of squishes hope. You know, if, if you don't know what the future is going to be like, you know, hope is based on something in the future. Hope is based on that's going to happen. I'm expecting it to happen. This, this thing in front of me that God has promised, you know, hope is, you know, it says faith is what? The assurance of things hoped for. In other words, I don't have it yet, but I'm being assured that I will have it as I walk forward in him. And so when your future is uncertain, a lot of times hope gets kind of squished or strangled or pressed in. And so I want to, I just want to focus in on hope this morning and declare some scriptures over us because I think, you know, we as the people of God, we are the ones that have hope. We already have it. We don't have to obtain it. We have it. You already own it. It's already your possession. You don't have to work it up. You don't have to make it up. You don't have to worship it up. It's there. Hope is found in Jesus alone. He is our hope. He is the God of hope. He's the God of our hope of our salvation. He is the hope. The, the What is the blessed hope that Jesus is actually coming back again? That he's not going to leave this world the way it is. That it's not going to be this way forever. 
that this is not the final destination or the final resting place or the final word, that Jesus is the final word. When he comes back, then there's the final word. And he'll close the chapter of earth and open the chapter of eternity in heaven with him. So I want you to open your Bibles to Romans 15, verse 13. Romans 15, verse 13. We're going to start there. And it says this, it's a prayer of Paul. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a few things in here I just want us to see really quickly. Number one, God is the source of hope. It says he is the God of hope. It's a source. It's a it's an agency there in, in the original language. He is the God of hope. He is the source of hope. He is the one who brings it to the past. He's the one who births it. He's the one who places it in our hearts. May he fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, as you as you believe in him, as you're walking with him. That's how you get joy and peace in your life is a present faith in your life. If you don't have joy and peace, you're not trusting the Lord in the present moment. It doesn't mean you're not a saved. It doesn't mean you're not a believer in Jesus. It doesn't mean you're under condemnation or anything like that. It just means you're not experiencing what you have already been given because it's as you trust him that you will experience and be filled. You will be filled with joy and peace. And when you're filled with joy and peace in the present, it's more than likely that you're going to have hope for the future. And so we need the God of hope to continually fill us with joy and peace. Joy and peace and hope are interrelated. Most likely, if you have hope in your life, you're going to be experiencing some peace in your heart because you have hope. If you're in a situation where you have some turmoil going on in your family, but you are hoping in God and trusting in God that he is at work, that he is doing something, then even though you're in the middle of a storm or craziness or turmoil, you can be in the middle of that and you can be in perfect peace. What does it say in Isaiah? He'll keep in perfect peace him whose heart is stayed upon him. In other words, that's the old King James, I think. But his heart, the one who trusts in God, will be kept in perfect peace. Because as you're trusting in him, he's filling you with who he is. He's filling you with what he has. He's filling you with what you've been promised and given as you trust in him. It's activated in your life for you to presently experience and walk in it. When you have peace, guess what? You're going to have more joy. 
It's hard to be joyful when there is no peace in your innermost self. But when you have peace in your innermost self, you're going to be joyful. And guess what? Uh, And it releases hope. And they all kind of work together. Faith, hope, and love work together too. I understand that. That's the most famous one. But uh, joy, peace, and hope are interrelated as well because they're all based on our relationship with God. And what are some of those things? Man, it's like the fruit of the Spirit being released in your life. As you walk with God, He releases His fruit. What's the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, and (laughs) self-control. You can control yourself. Anyway, that's free. I I can't help it. Nope. You can't help it. Sorry. That was free. You don't have to pay for that one. Um, <clears throat> so I wrote this down because, you know, I, I feel like this. Let me tell you, let me rewind here. <laughs> rewind for you, those of you that are too young is what we used to have to do to watch movies again. Like, let me watch that again. Hold on. It's going to take a minute. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so old. Um <laughs> You're right, I'm not, because that would, you're, you're barely older than me, Nardis. The older I get, the, we're very close. Um, you know, I've, when you've been to other countries that don't have as much freedom as we do, the young people and, and people in general, they don't have as much hope for the future. Just, just over their nation. When I mean, I've been to do like like third world countries. You know, there's you try to talk to the young people, and you're wanting them to believe for something better, but but they don't believe for something better. Most likely because in their just in their structure of their nation, it's not likely in the physical that that may happen. It can still happen spiritually, and God's going to prosper them and make them abundant in that culture, in that in that context. But it's not the same thing. Whereas us who are born in the United States of America, we're born to dream, we're born to believe, we're born to we're born to say, "Hey, anything's possible, right?" You can, you know, that's the that's a good part of the the American culture is that, "Hey, you're free and you can do anything that you want to." And we modify and say, "Rather than anything I want to, anything that God is calling me to and placing in my heart and birthing me, there it's possible. All things are possible." But every culture doesn't have that, and so inherently in them there is a lack of hope. There's a lack of belief for the future. And I believe what has happened in our nation is that world has come to us in some ways where you can no longer just say, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do this for my vacation this summer. We're going to go here. We're going to do this. And we're like, I don't know if I can. Am I going to be allowed to? What state is that in? What are the rules going to be? Um, you know, am I going to be able, you know, is that place going to have something crazy going on in it? You know, all these all these questions. And so now our future in the physical in our culture has been modified it has been changed and so inside we have to begin to deal with that and i believe god is giving us a great gift to understand that our hope can be put in the right place rather than something that is less than the kingdom of god 
as great as the American dream is or our culture is, it is not the same thing as the kingdom of God. It's not the same thing as the promise of God. It's not the end all of end all that Jesus is building something greater than an American dream or an American hope or a, or a belief in this certain way of life. Now, God may get us back to that. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not one of those people that tries to predict the future, but I do know that the God of hope can fill me today with all joy and peace so that I will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me read this that I wrote. I just wrote this down, and so I I wanted to be specific about it. It says this, Hope releases joy and peace because of a future vision. You take away the future, you take away hope. You take away hope, you take away dreams or vision. You take away dreams, you take away desire. You take away desire, you lose passion. You lose passion, you have no focus. Your focus dies and you're stuck and you don't know where to go or what to do. And so what needs to be restored in all that is hope. Hope needs to be restored. It says in this scripture here that there will be, we will overflow with hope. Um, that is the Greek word parisseu. And it means this, to be over and above, to exist in full quantity, to be richly furnished. In other words, you will have enough that you'll be able to share. That's what abundance is. Abundance is you have enough that you have more than enough for you and you're now able to share it. When you have abundance in your finances, you have enough for you and you're able to bless somebody else and you still have enough. You still have what you need and you can bless someone else. When you have an abundance of hope, you are blessed with more than enough than just you need. It's enough now that you can take that hope and you can share it with somebody else. You will overflow. You have the ability to share. You've been empowered then to share that hope and to release that hope. What else is needed in our world right now is hope. In fact, it was still true before whatever, whatever date we want to say, the middle of March 2020. We just became more aware of it. Our hope was always only in God. Our hope was always only in Jesus, but we had a lot more options for a while. And God allowed some of those options. I'm not saying God's up there ticking off when bad things can happen or when, you know, that's a different theological study. If you want to talk about it, you can talk with me. Don't talk with Ashley. <laughs> she doesn't want to talk about that kind of stuff. Okay? I'll talk about it with you, and we'll go to the scriptures, and we'll wrestle with it. But hope can now be experienced as a present reality, I believe, in a more full measure, because we are more reliant upon God to bring our hope rather than just a future in the United States of America, where I can just, yeah, it's just going to happen, or a future in oil. When those things are stripped away... God is at work. God is always, he doesn't waste anything. Any moment he takes, he's like, okay, there's tragedy. It doesn't mean God sent it. It just means God's like going, I'm going to take this 
and I'm going to use it for its full potential so that I can maximize the power of my grace and my glory so it can be manifest on the earth because what Jesus is doing right now is he's wanting the good news of who he is to get out. When people are so focused on bad news, they need good news, right? What a time to bring good news. What a time to bring the good news of Jesus than now. It says this in 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse 3. It says, We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. In a more literal translation, uh, it says that we in the presence of God the Father remember these things. You know, when you get in the presence of God, you start remembering stuff. Man, we husbands need this. Maybe we're just not in the presence of God. Babe, did you remember to pick that up? At the start? Oh, man, I forgot. <laughs> did you do that? No, I forgot. Oh, I forgot to do that for some reason. I, any, is, that, is that like a man problem or is that just a, me, or is that just a John problem? Okay. It must be a man problem. I got all these men going, oh, yeah. Hey, look, give us the grace. Okay, we just stepped out of the presence of God. We don't know what we're doing anymore. So, <laughs> so it's amazing. When you get in the presence of God, Paul gets in God, the presence of God the Father, and he says, and then I remembered. Then I remembered. I remember what God is doing, that, that I remember the work that's going on, the faith that's being released. I remember your labor prompted by love. Sometimes it can help us realize not only what God is doing, but we can realize someone else is close to us. We get in the presence of God, we remember, oh, this person is amazing that you've placed me with God. This spouse that you've placed me with, this, this child that you put in my life, this, this person is amazing. This person has, has destiny. This person is important. How can I love them? How can I, how can I come alongside what you're doing in your li- their life rather than opposing what you're doing in their life? We're not going to start preaching on marriage this morning, so let's move on. Okay. And it says this, your endurance there inspired by hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the other thing hope does is it makes you keep going. It makes you keep going. It, mean, it helps you not give up. It helps you not throw in the towel. I mean, if there's hope that you're going to make it, then you're going to keep pressing on. If you can see the finish line, you're like, there is a finish line. Jesus revealed the finish line to me. He's like, you got to keep running. <laughs> Instead of sometimes, instead of revealing the finish line, what does Jesus do? He, he's, he's, says, hey, look next to you. And you say, see, I'm running with you. <laughs> I'm right here with you. I am on the race with you. I am with you to the end. Hope gives you endurance to press on, to not give up, to say, no, I'm going to keep going. I am not going to stop. I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'm not just going to go, ah, forget it. It's not worth it. This following Jesus thing is, it's just, it's not working out. <laughs> Hey, we've all been there. We've all been in a time where we're just like, it's not working out. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and God is so patient with us, isn't he? He just, he doesn't go, let me slap you, boy. <laughs> I mean, unless you absolutely need it, right? Some of us, we have given God permission to say, 
if I need to be slapped, just slap me, please. <laughs> you know, spiritually, okay? Just wake me up. But most of us don't need a slap. We just need, we just need God to be patient, and he waits on us and says, you know, are you done? <laughs> I mean, doesn't that work with throwing fits? Kids are in here right now, so I don't want to talk about my children right now. Uh, they might be listening to me. It looks like they're not, but... Um, <laughs> You know, you, you, you sometimes you just, you just wait out the wait out the fit, right? Are you done? All right, now you can listen. We're the same way, right? We're sometimes we're just throwing a fit, and, and God's like, "All right, I've seen that before. I've seen that before, man. I've seen a lot of humans." <laughs> A lot, a lot of humans. You're unique, but you act like a lot of the other ones. So, oh my gosh. And so he just lets us go and he says, look, you have hope. I've given it to you. Why don't you you just wait on me? There's a difference between waiting around and waiting on the Lord. Psalm 130 and verse 5 says this, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. Is that up there? You will leave it up there for a second. In his word, I put my hope. What has God said? Has anything God said changed? Has any part of the Bible changed? Has any part of the promises of God changed? No, they all haven't changed. They're all the same. My circumstances have changed. My living situation might have changed. Maybe my financial situation might have changed. Even my health situation could have changed. But the Word of God has not changed. The promises of God have not changed. And I wait for Him, and I put my trust, and I put my hope in His Word. In what he has said. You know, waiting around is like this. You're, you, when you're just waiting around, you're not expecting, you don't know when or if something is going to happen. And I feel like I've been in, that, in this past number of weeks, whatever, however long this season has been going, sometimes I've found myself just kind of waiting around, just waiting for this to get over and we'll get back to whatever. <laughs> now, waiting on the Lord is not just... Well, I'm going to wait until something happens. It's expectantly trusting and looking to say, God, what are you doing? What are you going to do? What, what, I'm expecting something to happen, Lord, and I am waiting. I am my whole being, my whole self. All I am is waiting for you, Lord. Psalm 65, if you want to turn there, we're going to close there. Close in Psalm 65. See, about the kids, you are loving being in here for Pastor John preaching. I love it. Aren't you having a great time? Shake your head. Okay, look, some of you are in my household and I feed you lunch, okay? I purchase it. (laughs) I have the power to not purchase it. Okay, I wouldn't really do that. Since we're on the Internet, I don't ever do that to my children. They're always fed. Don't arrest me. 
Never, my children have never gone without lunch on Sunday after church. Okay. Psalm 65, this is such, this is such a great psalm. And we'll end in verse 5 because it's just the, the point of this whole message. Praise awaits you, our God in Zion. To you, our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose to bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome deeds, awesome and righteous deeds, God our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas. That's who he is right there. The hope of the end of the earth. God is the hope of every single person that is on the planet right now. He is the hope of the ends of the earth. And we must put our trust in him. So I want you to stand. We're going to close. And I want us, I want us to pray. I want us to kind of respond here. If, uh, if you feel like, man, I feel like I've just, you got to be brave if you're going to step out because I'm going to ask you to like to make a response here. If you just feel like, hey, I've been sucked in to where I, my hope has just been drained out of my life. I, I want, we want to pray for you. We want to agree with you today. So if that's you, raise your hand right now. Just lift your hand and say, I, I just need, I just need some of that hope put back into my heart. If that's you, lift your hand. Nobody else is looking around, just me. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Just keep your hands up right now. We're going to close our eyes and, and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, right now, we declare hope over these lives. We declare hope over these lives. If there's someone next to you that has their hand up, go ahead and put your hand on them. It's okay. We're all good right now. Thank you, Jesus, right now. We declare the hope of God to be restored right now in these hearts. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we declare, Lord, that what has been spoken against these hearts, whether it's situations, it could be something that's totally unrelated to what's going on in our world, but it has rocked their world. And so, Lord, we ask for perspective to be released. We ask for fresh vision, Lord. We ask for a revelation of hope, that God of hope, you are right now, you will fill them with all joy and peace. And they will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are the one that ministers hope. You are the one that stirs it in our hearts. And so we choose to receive from you right now. We choose to receive hope restored right now in the name of Jesus. We ask for the door of hope to be opened, that they would go through it right now. That spiritually, their, their spirit person would press through the open door. They would walk through the open door. All our hope is in you, Jesus. 
All our hope is in you, God. You are the hope of the ends of the earth right now, and you are the hope of the individual heart that stands in front of us, and we declare that to be released, God. We thank you for fresh perspective, God. We ask that you would remind each and every one of us of the promises of God, that we would get in the Word of God. We would know what you've said so that we could put our hope in your Word. Well, we just ask that we would overflow, God. Those of us that are feeling good, we just thank you for the overflow. We thank you for the overflow, Lord, that we can give out hope, whether that's a kind word, whether that's a prayer, whether that's a life that's lived with joy and peace in the middle of confusion. We thank you, Lord, that we will overflow and we will have the ability to share what you've given us. In Jesus' name, if you agree with that, everybody said, Amen. Amen. If you still need prayer for anything, come on up. We'd love to pray with you, bless you. If you need to just go and get out without greeting, you are free to do that. If you want to stay, you're welcome to stay as long as you can. Bless you all.